welcome everyone to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Vogt. Thank you so much for joining us this Saturday. Greatly appreciate it. Hope you had a great week and have an even a better weekend. As uh, as you probably noticed by the the opening song, you know our hearts and prayers are also with Texas and the Houston area. And now this this show is being pre-recorded, so Louisiana uh, could be in danger. Also, uh, this has been a terrific storm. Uh, Harvey has not done anybody any favors. So uh, I encourage everyone, you probably already have, but heck, even if you make another donation, what the heck? Um, for me, it's the Red Cross. I've made donations to the Red Cross. Hopefully that you can do the same thing. Um, whether that is you know, financial, of course, is great, whatever you can afford. It's so simple now. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from any computer or iPad. Uh, if not, you can also, there could be other great organizations, not just the Red Cross, there's other great organizations, maybe maybe churches, maybe maybe whatever you want uh, to do, or however you want to uh, to make a contribution. I really encourage you to, to, to do that. I, I really do. And, and hopefully most of you have, but just in case you haven't, uh, please do. And, you know, every report I've seen, this is going to be something that's going on for, for years. I mean, this could be a very very long time before Houston actually rebuilds back and that's the whole surrounding area so again even if you had made a contribution uh, why don't you make another one with that said I want to kind of go back now into what we're going to be talking about today and that is very simply is pricing your house right the first time wins almost every time and in this segment here the first one we're going to be talking about location 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 uh, second segment, we're going to be talking about the what uh, other two factors in price, uh, excuse me, what other two factors have an impact on the pricing of your of your house. And then in section three, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the myths, and quite frankly, uh, talking to uh, to the insurance agent, Joe Horners, uh, prior to, uh, to, to the show, I found out one of the myths was really a myth about homeowners insurance and what sellers need to know and buyers need to know about when they come selling your house. And number four, mine subsidence. It rarely happens in uh, Metro East, even though they have all kinds of mines. But if you're in that situation, it's a tough situation. Some tips about what you can do, what you may can't do, and some uh, some great information that we have planned uh, when we talk with Joe uh, in the segment four. And of course, then our $5,000 tip of the week and it kind of i kind of named it uh you know before you spend a dime uh call an agent and uh it'll go more into that uh in the last segment there so a little brief history if you don't know this many of you do you've been uh been faithful listeners uh my aunt ag and 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 keysport uh listens every week my mom and then there's other people too okay there's other people too but i mean those are ones i want to give shout outs to that's always nice to have that kind of support uh my kids do my wife does so i mean those are those are great things too so i want to want to thank them all for that and there's a lot of people that have have uh, said some very kind words so i do appreciate that but briefly my history i've been doing this real estate for 16 years it's, it's really become my passion and, and so much so that I, I wound up writing a book called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House. And that's for, for top dollar and, fa- and a fast sale for the Metro East area. And, and so I wrote this book. It became a number one bestseller. 
the radio program, uh, 1260 Answer approached me and said, hey, how about doing a weekly program, talking, you know, letting sellers know what they need to do to get their house in, uh, in top order and be able to make top dollar in a fast sale. And so I agreed to that. And that's kind of how we got here uh, with this segment right here. And this is how the show kind of developed. Uh, we have a, uh, a, a fantastic team of agents that work with me. I'm very proud to be associated with them. We're always looking for other people that are interested in getting into the real estate market. Uh, this is the time, uh, I will tell you, this has probably been the best market we've seen or I've seen, but I think most agents would agree probably in the last three to five years. It's that good. It's, and part of it is the staying power that it's had that we haven't seen. We've started out you know, hot and cooled down by the middle of the summer. This time we're not seeing that. We're seeing it now. We're into September and we're still having some great results. So if you're thinking about selling your home, this is the time. I talk it all the time, but the three-month period. After three months, things can change. Hopefully for the better, but you never know. It can go the other way too. It can be a lull in the market for whatever reasons. Also, uh, the other aspect of it is on 60 days. It's 50-50 there. Things can change in 60 days. And 30 days, rarely, but it can happen. Again, that's usually traditionally your competition in your own subdivision. Meaning is, is people putting their houses on the market before you do, and that can have an effect on the sale of your home, depending on where they're at with price point. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today is the price point of getting tapped out for your house. So like I said, what that said is if you're thinking about selling, you're thinking about getting into real estate, um, you know, call, call, call your realtor, someone you know, like, and trust. Uh, if you don't go that direction, offering a free book, ready, set, sold, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you a dime. We'll mail it to your house. Just go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com. Easy read, has some great stories in there, some great success stories, and unfortunately some stories that things didn't work out and the things that you want to avoid. Because your house is your biggest investment, and this is geared for our area, not for the East Coast, not for the West Coast. Uh, this is just for our area. And, and that's, you know, I think most people, sellers know, that's, you know, real estate is all local. And so this is what this book was was made for. Sky Force Base, O'Fallon, Shiloh, Belleville, Swansea, Carbon, uh, uh, Glen Carbon, Edwardsville, Waterloo, all those areas and, and surrounding Sky Force Base, small towns around there. So let's talk about how do you get you know the best price for your home? What should you be looking for? What should you and your agent hopefully be looking for? But if you haven't called an agent yet, what should you be doing? And that is you've heard the expression. Almost everyone has heard the expression, location, location, location. Your location is going to have the, by far, largest impact on the price of your house. Period. And the closer you are to what has been going on in, in, this, in the local sales of your house, the better idea you're going to have about what your house is going to be selling for and to get top tower. And what I mean by that is, is if, of course, you can take your subdivision. What's been going on in your subdivision is, is a good indicator. But again, you and your realtor should be looking at this, quite frankly, is there what's been going on on your street? 
So as close as you can get, that's what you want to go by. Sometimes, and I think it's, and this is why I talk about the East Coast, West Coast, there's this fallacy, and that is that most sellers think if I did one thing, if I did one thing and I spent $10,000 or whatever that is, that I will get X amount of dollars more for your house. And the truth of the matter is, is it's, it, it sounds good, but you know the expression of it sounds too good to be true. Well, for the most part, it's not. And again, this is where we talk about even online, seeing things online that they'll have different things that you've got to go out and get your hardwood floors if you only have carpeting. Again, big mistake. It's in the book. We've talked about that in previous shows. You spend ten or $15,000. Again, just heard the story about that. Or so or did that. Got little or no return on investment, but they lost ten or twelve thousand dollars. So, so again, hopefully your agent's not doing that. Again, it's the three things in there, and that is the flooring, the painting. Make sure both those are neutral, and make sure your kitchens, bathrooms are updated. With that said, I also want you to keep in mind is, is so where does that come through the location? Because it's the overall rise. It's kind of like all ships rise and low with the tide. It's the same thing with your location. So if your location hopefully is moving up. Guess what? So is your house. And that's a great thing. And so by literally just living in your house, enjoying the heck out of the last five or seven or 10 years and making the updates as you need, and you might even not talk about updates, it's just things that you love to have. Um, who doesn't like have nice carpeting or a nice, beautiful kitchen? So enjoying your house while you're living there, which is always a great thing, that you're going to have some fantastic results if you use those location of what's going on in the past sales and three months. And we talked about this earlier in this segment, three month period of time. If you have to go four, that's okay. But you want to make sure that three months is your good barometer to make that happen. With that said, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the other two top things you need to know as far as when it comes to pricing your home and getting top dollar and a fast sale. Again, the book is readily available. You don't have to use us. It's okay. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com. Get the book. Also, you can like us on Facebook. We are on podcasts. Go to Google Play or iTunes, YouTube. We are everywhere. Hey, we'll see you in a few. Bye. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Boat. Uh, I left you with talking about the other two things that you need to be aware of when it comes to pricing your home. And hopefully your agent's you know, aware of this too. These are things that you and a seller need to be talking about. Uh, I think last week I talked about a segment about how sometimes agents want to take over the situation and, and won't let you do this and you can't get your house in the market. And it actually was a tip of the week and it just talked about how you can lose serious money and not only the money, but just the time of getting on with your life and doing things that you want. So again, you and your agent should be having more of a consultation. They should be able to give you information to 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 understand where you're at and why why pricing can be so important. 
And with that said, we talked about the last segment about location, location, location. I think I think people get that for the most part. I think sellers understand that. But then it's also how you play to the other areas, your location to the other houses that have sold. And we talk about this numerous times before, but it bears repeating. We're going to presume, because most sellers do, they already have the updating done. Okay, But if you don't, if you don't, it's very, very hard to get top dollar if the house is so not maybe even next door or two doors down. If you're comparing them and you haven't done wallpaper, excuse me, you haven't done flooring for 10 years. I mean, you just haven't done it. Maybe, maybe you meant to. Look, you know, life gets hectic. Life gets busy. But now it's time to get topped out for your house. Or maybe those, those, those bedrooms that you've been meaning to repaint, and maybe it was fine at the time when you moved in, but, you know, that's been 15 years ago. And now, you know, all of a sudden you start thinking about the, the, the paint job is about 20 years old. Just so you know, buyers can tell. Because buyers are going into other houses. On average, buyers are going to look at 10 houses to make a decision. So when they're going into that house, they're looking, they see houses that have the paint, believe me, and the flooring and the updates, they can tell that very, very quickly. Many times sellers, not many times, sometimes sellers will think that, well, the carpet isn't that great, the buyers will never know, especially if they're first time home buyers, simply not true. Uh, it does not take very long for buyers to figure it out. You know, whether they've ever seen carpeting before or not or, or what have you or even painting. So again, making sure that you have those updates of what you're comparing to. And the good news is most sellers already have done this. But just in case, if you haven't, you want to make sure that the houses that have sold near you in the last three to four months, four months being a stretch, have actually, actually compare well to your home. Square footage is a factor, but it's not the main, main thing. Again, are you close on square footage? Your location is going to dictate more of that. You've heard the expression of being the best house on the block. That's not a good thing. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about. We had a situation where we know of a seller that that had a thousand square foot more, and they did. They had a thousand square foot more square footage in their house, and far that they came up with a idea of price per square foot. And they decided that, well, even though it was $100,000 more, okay, when they did the square footage analysis, they decided to only take half at $50,000. Well, so they, they priced their home at $275,000. The trouble is that no one had sold a house near them in the past three to four months for more than two twenty-five and two thirty. dollars Again, square footage is a factor, but when you use it that way, it just, long story short, put them completely out of the whole, their whole market, their whole location. What happened? Almost a year to sell it. What they sell it for? Close to 225. Okay, so actually a little bit less than what they could have gotten if they had put it on the market for the right pricing and made that decision. Doesn't happen very often, but that's where you can really get in trouble. So you start taking that, and that's a year. Okay, again, average $2,000 a month when you look at insurance and taxes and principal and interest, as I may have mentioned, and the upkeep and the yard work and all this other work. 
You're looking at twenty four thousand dollars just taken off the top. So even though they got two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, as I mentioned, they really got two hundred. And then the time and the pain and the <clears throat> it doesn't you know it's not unusual for couples to really start going after each other. Um, they have different you know reasons of why they want to sell. Uh, they both are on the same page, but we've seen situations where, yes, traditionally it's the woman. Let's just get out of Dodge. Let's just go. Okay, we're not we're not going to get any better. Let's just you know make it make make some price price drops and, and get this thing sold. And sometimes traditionally the man is wanting to hold out and hold out and hold out. I can tell you, it just makes for a very very tough situation. You have to understand also is is that as your house is on the market. You know, you're getting more and more houses onto the market. Uh, a kind of a fun fact that we kind of always want to, you know, present, and this has been going on for at least the last 10 years, National Association of Realtors came out, that in the first 45 days, 75% of the houses that sell are going to sell within that first 45 days. And they're going to sell within less than 2% of asking price. Less than 2% of asking price. This is how you get top dollar in a fast sale. Those that don't, the other 25%, 90% do not sell at all. 90% do not sell at all. So again, uh, so that means 10% to do. It's argued that we've seen from our experience that 5% usually run into appraisal problems. So you have about a 95% failure rate by overpricing your home and a 5% success rate. Those aren't very good odds. So again, this is from the National Association of Realtors, and we found that to be absolutely 100% true uh, when we put houses on the market. That yes, you know, it's possible, but boy, it's more likely it's not going to sell, and it's going to create a lot of problems. So that's that's really important to understand with that with that segment too when you're talking about the location and the square footage. And as I mentioned too, is is then is the condition. If you don't have this house in good working order and doing the updates. It's, it's not going to go well. You know, it's just not going to go well. The great news, most sellers get that. You know, the one thing I do like about the shows, even though I don't like the improvements they do, and I'm not recommending that you watch them, but they always are stressing the need of getting things in good working order to getting, you know, the painting and getting the floorings. I don't agree with what they're always putting down, but at least they are saying that you need to make sure your house is standing out and doing the neutral updates. So those things are pluses there. So they do have some value in that in that sense, and that's, that's a good thing. With that said, what we're going to be talking about in the next segment, and that is going to be uh, the tip of the week, and it's going to be talking about the fact of basically how you really need to to call your agent before you spend a dime in your house, and uh, some couple of stories that, that I relate to you about that. In the meantime, again, don't forget about Texas. Go to Red Cross uh, during the break and, and make your donation. And also, uh, get the book, Ready, Set, Sold. Go to readysetsold.org uh, and get the book. It's an easy read. Look, if you're two years down the road or we just worked with somebody that, that, that we started talking to in two years and got them the book, they were all ready to go. They were retiring down to Florida. It seems to be a popular place. And it's worked out great for them. And we get their house over top down and fast sale. You can have those same results, too. Hey, stay tuned for the tip of the week. We'll see you in a few.
Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And as I mentioned in the last segment, actually, uh, insurance. And and one of the biggest myths, and I will have to be honest with you, I portrayed it out, and I know other realtors and even even buyers have, have been under the impression that if a house that they're buying has had numerous claims, for whatever reason, I mean, it could be, you know, of course, legit claims about a house that they may have some problems either buying that home or getting insurance on it, or that they're going to be paying an outrageous rate to get that house and they'll never be able to afford the insurance and they can't buy the home. And that's why I wanted to bring in uh, a good friend uh, and also a fantastic insurance agent, Joe Harnest of the, uh, he's president of the Harnest Insurance Agency and he's with us today. How you doing, Joe? Hey, good, Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. And you kind of heard what I talked about and, and I was, quite frankly, myself, I've been doing this for 16 years, I was surprised by the answer. And the answer to what I just laid out is, is that true? Well, Brian, it, it, it kind of depends. In certain cases, it could be. Um, if, you're, if you're dealing with claims to the physical property itself right. that are, are a repetitive type of a claim, like a repetitive wind claim, or if they've had sewer backup issues that have been repetitive that could create an issue it may take some more documentation showing the insurance carrier that you know that issue has been solved and remediated and you know taken care of so that that it's not going to occur again um well, that reminds me of the story that you told me, maybe maybe to kind of give that some more contents that you talked in. You don't have to be specifically. I think it was in Belleville, but it was a win situation. And maybe you can elaborate oh, yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a client, it's been several years ago, but they, they lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. And they were straight ahead of the street that runs into the cul-de-sac on, on this uh, location. And... Their home for like three or four years in a row, when we'd have storms in the spring, the front slope of their roof, the shingles would just get blown off because for some reason, just the way the houses were set in there and everything else, the the wind would come down that street and it would just hit that house and blow those shingles off. And that happened every year for like three or four years. And at that point in time, finally, the insurance company said, we're off of it. We're not going to keep paying this claim every single year. It's just one of those kind of freak type of things that that occur. And, and actually, that was really the only one I've ever had that actually happen to. But it was really, really kind of unusual. But right. And, and where it was situated in the street, the the wind shear just kept causing a claim every spring. And I just wanted to make sure the listeners understood that that's an extreme case. So that's that's a like you said, you've right. been, you've been doing this for for forever. And, and, you know, so it, so it hardly ever, ever happens, you know, one out of a, who knows, a million, whatever. But, but the point being is, though, that they, as a seller, but, you know, mainly also as a buyer, they can go in with confidence that if maybe they're getting the wrong insurance information, too, and maybe that's why they need to talk to a professional like you, Joe, uh, with your company. If they're getting that type of information, getting some backlash of, of those reasons, uh, basically you're saying that's, that's simply not true and they've got the wrong uh, insurance agent. 
Yeah, usually there's there's ways to mitigate the issues and, and you know, talk with our underwriters every day, and I've, I've done it with not only personal but commercial. You know, you, you work through things you with your underwriters and explain to them the situation. Um, like I said, there may be some some uh, things that have to be done to, to make it uh, correct, but there's always a way to work through it, um, you know. And again, it's mostly claims dealing with the physical property itself. If, if there's a lot of claims on the prior owner, but they're not dealing with the property, it's dealing with their liability or they lost a, a ring and the jewelry, you know, there's a jewelry claim or, or some other type of claim that doesn't involve the physical building itself, the house itself, that shouldn't be an issue for a new carrier uh, writing insurance for a new owner. So what I'm hearing you saying is, is the buyer and even the seller for that matter shouldn't be concerned about the insurance and particularly the buyer shouldn't. It's basically a clean slate. As long as something crazy, like we talked about the wind situation or something that's repetitive that keeps on happening every time, i.e. if you had a, maybe a, a gigantic tree over your house and limbs kept falling down, you know, there might be, there might be some, some things you need to do as a seller and right. be aware of as a buyer, but, but, but that's good to know. Right. Because, I mean, quite frankly, that was one of the things that came up quite a bit. Hey, we're running out of time, but Joe's agreed to stay on for the next segment and talk about that dreaded mind subsidence issue, and he's got some great insights to that. Hey, you're listening to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Bye-bye. Welcome back. Thanks so much for rejoining us. I am Brian Boat, your host of Ready, Set, Sold. And as I left you before in the last segment, we talked about that dreaded thing of mind subsidence. And being on the Metro East, there is that that, that element of mind subsidence. And Joe Harness is my guest from, uh, he's the president of Harness Insurance, been doing this forever, yeah, doing insurance. Uh, we talked about off air that it is still extremely rare. Even though, yes, we know most people, if you lived here at any period of time, know that there's mines and this was a, a big place for mines. It's very, very rare. So so I don't want to get people thinking that, oh my gosh, you know, if I have a house, this is what's gonna to happen to me. It, it just doesn't. But what I wanted to bring up, and that's why I was so happy that uh, Joe's with us again in this segment, is the situation is, is if you do have potential mine subsidence, but you still need to sell. Now on the real estate side, very briefly is, is, is that you know you have to declare that if you have mine subsidence that is something that you want to declare you want to protect yourself and let buyers know that but but there's some options that quite frankly i didn't even know about and that would be is there is traditionally a settlement maybe you can kind of just briefly walk us through what a mine subsidence uh deal would, would look like joe and then we can take it from there yeah brian um actually mine subsidence is is actually a a uh, state bureaucracy. It's handled by the Illinois Mine Subsidence Fund, and they use the insurance companies as a conduit to provide the coverage to to clients um, and collect the premiums, obviously. Um, but subsidence claims, um, if if you're trying to look at a house that that has a claim, um, those claims can actually be assigned to a new owner. So say. Say you have a home with a claim and, and that 
owner is has collected um, some of the the claim money to make temporary repairs for things that have gone wrong and stuff, and and the subsidence has not ceased, um, then you can go to the um, uh, Illinois Mine Subsidence Fund and get an assignment of that claim to the new owner from the from the previous carrier, um, so that things going on after you purchase a home you still have um you know money from that claim uh, to help offset those expenses going forward right and, and i think what i'm hearing you say uh and that's that's really important too i'm glad you brought up that this is really state ran and then the insurance companies kind of you know work work with that but it really starts with the state and they they make a lot of determinations of what they think um, they monitor it and what have you, and there's 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 different things that they do. But what I also heard you say is is the ability to be able to, to, to take that claim and give it to the new homeowner, which is huge. I don't think most people know that. Again, this doesn't happen very often, but we have seen situations where, <laughs> again, many times people think of mines and sidens as kind of this gigantic sinkhole and the house is eventually going to go uh <laughs> it's going to be you know evaporate you know there there's just you know there can be mines and sidens but it doesn't have to be very major and then i think that's the other point too so it may make sense to a buyer to purchase a home with potentially mines and sidens of course you always want to double check your you know make sure that's the direction to go but at least the buyer could do it, and knowing that if there's funds that, that are needed to repair it, that can be transferred over to the to them. Correct. Right, right, and and a lot of times on, on subsidence claims, you know, it, it's a lot of it's cosmetic, um, you know, cracks here and there and things you know, that um, can be easily repaired. A lot of times, the money that's involved in a claim is is there for people to make temporary repairs because the fund will not make a, a payout of, on, a, on a full loss until the subsidence has actually quit. Gotcha. And that's monitored, that's monitored by the, the people from the subsidence fund. They come back periodically and look at it to see if it stopped moving you know, over, over a period of time. So. You know, and, and, and just also for our listeners, and hopefully they know this too, look, if you have mind sightings and you're a seller, it is a big problem. Okay, so we're not trying to say that this is going to be uh, the greatest solution in the world, but at least there's there's potentially of some options, uh, at least depending on, again, every, every situation is, uh, every sale is situational. So, Joe, you made a great point, and that is, is depends on how serious it is. Is it, is it minor? One of the things that we run into, Joe, and maybe, again, you guys do too, is especially older homes, they'll have those, those cracks up around the ceiling uh, and, and they'll be on the wall, and sometimes people jump to the conclusion that it's mine subsidence when it's just settling. Yeah, that that does happen a lot, and you know, even even with basements and and you know anything dealing with concrete, you know, you're, you're putting a solid solid structure on a on a movable surface, and you know, like you said, compaction of soil, sinking, you know, water, um, you know, there's a lot of things that can affect that concrete or concrete block, whatever the, the case may be, 
it can create cracks in the building. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's mine subsidence. And 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 one thing too, and and this is really really important. And I know Joe, I I, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll still ask it. Look, it rarely happens. It, it, it it's unlikely to happen. Whether where you live in O'Fallon, Belleville, Swansea, near Sky Force Base, any of those things. Having said that, should people have mine subsidence insurance? That's my question to you, Joe. In my opinion, which I tell all my clients, yes. Right. Um, the, I mean, in, in St. Clair County and other surrounding counties, it is actually mandatory. It's mandated by the state of Illinois uh, that the insurance companies provide it and write it. The only way you cannot have it is to sign off on it. Right. Uh, I highly do not recommend that because in this area, too, a lot of times we write, we have the mine subsidence, but then we also write earthquake coverage. And those two go hand in hand because you don't you don't want to have a situation where you have an earthquake or a little shake of an earthquake, and then they say, well, it wasn't an earthquake, it's mine subsidence, or it wasn't mine subsidence, it was sure. an earthquake. Sure. You don't want to get into that argument something happens. Sure, so you're covered either way. No, that that's great right. to know. And and, and, and mine subsidence insurance is so cheap anyway, so it's just a, kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it's not terribly expensive at all. Right. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. We're running out of time. I want to thank Joe Harness, the president of Harness Insurance, for joining us today. And next segment, we'll do the tip of the week. I want to make sure you tune into that. Listen to Brian Vogt, Ready, Set, Sold. See you in a few. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Thank you so much for staying with us. And with that, I want to talk about the tip of the week. And as I kind of led into in the last segment is, is calling your agent before you spend a dime. And again, you know, it's, it's it, no one likes it, but a story uh, an agent was telling me, uh, they people had done some tremendous yard work. When I say tremendous, they put in about five to ten thousand dollars. And anybody who's ever done yard work or done any type of that knows that it can be pretty expensive. Now it's backbreaking work, so I kind of get the expense. But what they did is they they had a walkout basement, so they 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 made terraces down and they made steps, and it was absolutely beautiful. And it cost, as I said, close to ten thousand dollars. They did they did things in the front, and they did all those things. And the agent had to kind of basically say, "Is you know what? Gosh, I wish you'd have called me." Because they said, "Well, no, 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 no. This is what we see on the TV shows. This is what they, you know, they, they're always talking in Florida and and wherever in California. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. And maybe there you do, but not here, not here. That kind of money is just not going to have return on investment." And mainly, and quite frankly, is, is the appraisal. Again, 95%, 96%, I can't remember, some crazy number, is all based on the inside living space, not on the outside. So that covers the brick and vinyl, whatever your house is made, the roof, your garages, everything else is pulled into that. And so they had to tell them that, look, it looks beautiful, but you know we're not going to get that, we're not gonna get that money back. And they didn't believe them, and I, and I get it. And unfortunately, it took about five to six months. Uh, finally, they had to drop it past 
what the what the market was going at to just to get it sold and so again before you start going in spending any money we've seen it happen with kitchens just heard a situation out of the blue they went out and bought granite countertops spent well over five thousand dollars in a house that did not need granite countertops in fact when the agents saw the pictures of the old <laughs> countertops thought they were perfectly fine you know they could have just kept everything in but again it was well over five thousand dollars and it's not going to get a return on investment so my biggest tip of the week is very simply go 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 and contact your agent whether that's six months down the road a year down the road your agent should be able to help you if they don't you probably have the wrong agent and shop around some more but again i know we have i know of other top agents that have worked with with people you know years down the road six months three months even whatever getting you prepped up ready to go to get you get your house on the market with that again don't forget about texas they still need our help hopefully you go to red cross uh whatever wherever you donate at please please make another donation and to help those uh those post individuals out i mean it's amazing the recovery stories we're seeing but i'm sure they're going to need our help for a very very long time so so please continue to do that and again, if you're thinking about selling, go to readysetsold.org, not.com. Get the book. I think you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.